0: What's going on, everyone? It's Josh here with Would Not Recommend, as always, joined with Austin. What up? And we are doing yet another installment in Week in Review. So, Austin, let's get it started off with Monday.
1: Yeah, so basically we're going to start off the week with, uh, let's call it Musical Monday. Okay. I was going through the old iPhone. I got a, I got a new cell phone. I finally upgraded my iPhone to the newest one.
0: What were you rocking before you got the 12? Um, I think I got a 6, 6 plus. So you were kind of a, a
1: Luddite there for a little bit. I don't know if I'd say that. I mean, you don't need a new phone every year. That's a good point. I agree you with don't. you. Um, so I went ahead and upgraded it to the uh, 12, so it like, literally dulled. Uh, and I, so I was going through, like, I had to transfer all my data over, and that took ridiculous amounts of time, but I was going through my musical playlist, because it redid all my iTunes stuff, and I was listening to just like, you know how it is, where it's like, yeah, I, like oh, I'm listening to music, and you just kind of scroll through the A's. Right. And I stopped on Wall Nation, um, and I went through, and I listened to the entire album front to back of, uh, Megalithic Symphony.
0: As a classic.
1: It is a good album. I mean, that's one of those ones that, I mean, say what you will about it, you actually can't listen to that album front to back. There's a couple songs in there that are like a little bit like iffier. They were trying to do like a –
0: They're trying to be a little bit too cerebral or artistic. Yeah, I mean, not even that, but it's like – Filler maybe? Yeah, kind of.
1: But I mean, I ran through the whole thing, didn't skip a song or any of that stuff. Which anybody who knows me knows I'm notorious. I can't listen to a song all the way through. Like, I'll get two thirds of the way through and I'll be like, all right, I want to hear something else. Yeah. Um, so, that was an album that I listened to. So, if you haven't heard it, go listen to A Nation's uh, Megalithic Symphony. I'm sure everybody's heard Sale. That's the album that Sale was on. Please don't go to the album and immediately listen to that first. Uh, what else was on there that was like actually really. Kill Your Heroes was on there. Not Your Fault. Not Your Fault was on there. That's solid, yeah. Um, damn it. I just had all of the... Uh, let me see here. I had a list. I literally was just listening to the whole thing. Of course, as soon as I start talking about it, I can't remember. I'll pull it up real quick.
0: What have you been listening to lately? Um, I've kind of been going a little bit back and forth. Um, If we're going to do the theme of Music Monday, Midland, uh, probably my new favorite traditional country music band uh they just came out with a new ep and it's what does ep stand for i honestly could not tell you just five songs but it was on spotify and it said recommended for you and they it, of the five songs on there the very first track of the ep and then some is very very extended play Uh, put it on repeat it is so good i really really like it you get a good slide guitar action going on a little bit of electric guitar and it's just like that's the kind of country music i like listening to and i highly recommend that i haven't listened to the other songs quite as much but the i can't even think of the second one right now seriously i can't think of the other songs because i've been listening to that one (laughs) song so many times but if you're a fan of old school country music, we're talking Toby Keith, we're talking like '90s, uh, maybe even a little bit of Glenn Campbell type vibe. Really recommend Midland's new EP. Absolutely, their extended play, if you will.
1: Let's move it on over to um, it's called Traveling Tuesday, if you will. I had to go over to Arkansas this past week for work, which is always lovely. Arkansas is actually quite beautiful if you're in the right area. I was up in northwest Arkansas. And I'm going to transition Traveling Tuesday into Taco Tuesday. If you ever find yourself in Springdale, Arkansas, stop at Monacabana. Top tier Mexican food. Every Tuesday they have Taco Tuesday. 99 cent tacos. It's like a food truck menu. But all the ingredients are fresh and clean. Like very little grease. I mean like almost no grease.
0: Crisp, fresh, delicious food. Monica Bonnet. So, 99-cent tacos. Are these, like, street taco style where they're kind of like a little saucer style size? Yeah, taco? yeah. I mean, okay. they're
1: doubled up on the corn tortillas. I mean, there's some good taco trucks out there. But the problem becomes is people mistake greasy for good out of taco trucks. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It's like the people that get, like, the greasy slice of pizza where you have to dab it off of the napkin.
0: I'm not a fan of that. It <laughs> makes me feel terrible. Yeah. Or you're wringing it out like a wet towel. That's yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you pick it up and it drips off the end. It's like, come on now. I, I would not recommend that. Come That's on not I my kind of I would not recommend gross. So when you go there, if you're going to Monica Bona, what kind of the 99-cent taco? Like, Are you doing it like a carnita? Are you doing like a like? What a does chicken? carnita mean in Spanish, Josh? I do believe it means pork. If that is correct, you correct me if I'm wrong. Pulled pork. It's yet, pulled pork. Right. Okay, cool. You're right. Okay. I'll give you carnitas. Thank, thank, you, thank you for the check. I, I need a little bit of a refresher on there. But, again, the question <laughs> remains. It does. When you go to Monica Bona, what kind of these tacos do you get? Ooh, I go with chicken,
1: and I go with steak. That's the, the move. It's crispy. They've got this phenomenal uh, taco sauce. It's like a nice orange color, so it's not intimidating like red. But I'll let you in on the secret. It burns like fire. Do you remember that old um was that Street Fighter? Yoga Fire. Yoga Fire. Yeah, You'll flame. Exactly. Yes, yeah. Stretchy dude. Stretch yeah. Armstrong. Yeah, that was uh talking about it, kinda like one of those throwback games. I need to play that again. And then like Blanca mm-hmm. was like the I like how they just never address those characters in like fighting games. Or, uh, what was the other one I was playing the other? Like, oh, Tekken Tag Tournament? Yeah. I was doing, like, kind of a throwback fighting game thing, because the free game on PlayStation 4 this month for uh, PlayStation Plus is Virtua Fighter 5. So, I was like, oh, let me get back through some of the fighting mm-hmm. games. And, like, in Tekken, like, King is just a half-leopard man. And they never address that. Maybe they did at some point, and I just yeah. never was a part of it.
0: But I was like, no one's going to talk about the... Jaguar in the room. I, I think I, I, I'm, I'm tracking what you're putting down because it's one of those things where it's like there's some sort of a lore. There's some sort of. Yeah, Block is like this electric beast, man. I, I'll go further. Zangief, who has that amount of hair on their calves? Oh, it's true. Zangief was a monster. Or Shins, pardon.
1: What was the other one, too, out of that uh, game that was like kind of just an. And Bison awl. just like flying around. He looks like a. Oh, dude, do you remember that? Um, Oh, the movie.
0: Who was in that? Street Fighter movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude and, um, Claude Van And Raoul Dan. Julia. Raul Julia. That was like his last movie. Uh, uh, the Adams Family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gomez. Gomez. I can't
1: have it. gonna <laughs> <laughs> see if I can get it. Gomez. I, ah, that was terrible. Ah. Forgive me. Um, who was that? Was that Chris Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. Okay, Christopher Lloyd, forgive me. Doc Brown himself. Gomez. Um. Oh, we're moving on to Wednesday now. I'm sorry. I got distracted by a lot of
0: different That's stuff. That's okay. We'll workshop that one a little bit more. You're up on Wednesday, Josh. Tell him what it is. Well, Wednesday. What would I say was a very important thing? We don't have a Whiskey Wednesday installment today. When I drink, it's pretty few and far
1: between, so a lot of my stuff is going to be dated knowledge. Um But I remember like a whiskey that I did try that I thought was pretty good. uh, I was doing for hot toddies was Sexton. Really? Yeah, Irish whiskey. I think it was Irish. Let me pull it up. I'll read some reviews to you guys for Whiskey Wednesday. Uh, I remember that being pretty good. Um, Sexton whiskey. How cool is like having a new phone? For that, like, first week where you're, it's single malt Irish whiskey, by the way. Okay. You didn't hear that wrong. It is single malt Irish whiskey, not Scotch whiskey. Not Scotch. Single malt Irish whiskey. What
0: is it they say, though? If it's not Scottish, it's crap. That's true. But but you're saying it's really good, and you were using it for, what, hot toddies? Yeah, I was having some, like, respiratory
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. I, like, no, there's, like, it's funny. I, I I try telling this story in the age of COVID, and everyone's like, I bet He's got the he's got the COVID, uh-huh. but I did not have the COVID. It was like mucusy. It was very like, which is gross. I'm sorry to talk about that, but yeah, know how like when you've got something in your throat and you know if you get the cough right, you can cough it up, and yeah. you just can't seem to do it.
0: Yeah, uh,
1: oddly enough, again, going circling it back to the old COVID situation. Do you know how uncomfortable it is to have like a different thing wrong with you in this era of human history, where you're like, oh, man, I really – I got to get this up. It's driving me nuts. And then mm-hmm. you're like <clears> – <throat> and everyone in the room turns and looks at you. And yep. it's like this pause, and they're like, <gasps>
0: what, what, what does he have? Yeah. I bet he's got COVID.
1: I bet he's got COVID. And I don't have COVID. So then, of course, my answer to that is like, don't worry, guys. It's not COVID. And everyone like kind of like half chuckles. <laughs> yeah. And then they like yeah. like cut their eyes at you. Yeah. Oh, dude. So I, I just pulled this up on the old phone here. Mm-hmm. This is off whiskeytrail.ie. ie. Okay. I'm assuming that's like dot Internet Explorer, maybe. Uh, Sexton Single Malt Irish Whiskey. Of course, an, a pop up comes up right as I'm about to start reading. It's uh, distilled in copper pots. I'd forgotten about that. It mm-hmm. was created by Alex Thomas, one of the few female master blenders in the industry. Shout out to feminism. Yeah. The section is made from 100% Irish malted barley and is triple distilled for smoothness and copper pot stills. Our new spirit is then aged for perfection in former Sherry casks. sourced from, oh man, I really, I messed myself up by going in on this. Jerez de la Frontera, Spain. Uh, to refresh, it's made with 100% Irish malted barley, triple distilled in copper pots. And aged in European oak and former sherry casks. There's no age statement on the bottle. We've learned it's aged four to five years. It's bottled at 80 proof. It's good stuff. And I dig that. I dig that a female master brewer came up with like a delicious Irish whiskey. You had some of it. What do you think?
0: It's been a minute. If memory serves me correct, it's just really nice and smooth. You know, there's kind of that difference whenever you have something that's just... You know, a couple degrees of distillery away from, you know, something you'd put in your medicine cabinet to something that's of high quality like that. And again, if memory serves me right, it was just really smooth. It was really clean and it had a very strong, well-mannered flavor. I think that would probably be the best way I could describe it. Well, here you go. I'm going to give you the official from the whiskey trail,
1: the palate. Dried fruit followed by honeycomb sweetness, apricots, lemon zest, and malt biscuit. If you ever tasted McVitie's fruit shortcake biscuits, big shout-out to McVitie's fruit shortcakes. Um, Sherry oak spice is layered cocoa, toffee, nuts, and dried apricot. There is a tartness that appears before the finish, like red currants or cranberries, possibly. It's almost a metallic dryness. I really like the mouthfeel, and it's quite oily. I'm sorry. I have a tough time with that. I, I know that there is an art to it, but I just don't have the palate for stuff like that. When people mm-hmm. are like, oh, yeah, that was – that," oh, the hints of honeycomb. I'm like,
0: really? Yeah. But, again, I respect anybody who can do it, and it's wildly impressive. It, it reminds you of that episode of The Office, The Dinner Party, probably everyone's favorite cringe fest of an episode. And what is it that Michael Scott says when he's. Uh, oh, he, he takes a big old drink of uh, red wine and
1: he says, Mmm, that's got a nice oaky afterbirth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I totally picked up on that flavor profile. Now that's too funny. Yeah, so Sexton would recommend. Uh, I'd recommend
1: it, yeah. And I'd recommend it if you want to support a female brewmaster. Anyway, moving forward, let's not forget. That our very own Joshua celebrated his twenty eighth birthday on this
0: last Thursday. Thank you for the reminder that i'm twenty eight it's kind of crazy, yeah, mm-hmm. and i'm I gotta just say you know for all of the listeners out there huge shout out to an amazing group of friends and family that got together. you know twenty twenty was really unusual because you know you couldn't get together in person for events or celebrating and whatnot and to be able to you know meet up with your friends and actually go do stuff was really really exciting so
1: yeah well i mean tell him what uh tell him about uh that gift kyle got you
0: <laughs> so my old austin and i's oldest friend since coming up to oklahoma was he he got us Ratchet and Clank are ripped apart uh, for PS5, and it's the first game that we've had for PS5 that we've actually played on the platform, right? Because you've played Call of Duty a little bit, you played a little bit of Warzone, but not an actual true PS5. No, weapon. I haven't. I haven't played anything for. No, we played that Plague Tale. Uh, but I don't
1: know if that's actually for PS5. I know it came free with the PlayStation Plus. I don't want to make this the video game episode, but for some reason, this past week, it's like all
0: I've been able to get done. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's kind of nice to, you know, decompress and chill like that. Um, No, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm just really, really thankful for the gift. It was awesome. It's crazy playing something on the PlayStation 5 as opposed to previous game consoles. You remember when you played Skyrim on PS3? I do. You had the loading screen that just went on and on and on. See, but a lot of that became like save file data,
1: where it's like, I mean, I had an unreal amount of time spent on that
0: game. Yeah.
1: Skyrim was a time suck. I loved that game. It was probably the first um, RPG that I invested a ridiculous sum of time into. Yes. So I will say that. But even on the PS four, once you started getting those save datas up, I mean it was tough for the PS four to handle
0: Skyrim's loading screens. Yeah. Well that was what would, what was really blowing me away with the entire, you know, Ratchet and Clank experience. Utilizing the brand new custom solid state data drive on the PS five. There is virtually no loading. Like, there's a couple of moments where there's a little bit of a transition, but it is such a seamless, it's almost like playing a Pixar movie. Someone said that in a review, and I'm like, that's a pretty accurate description of the game. And the gameplay was phenomenal. It was really well polished and finished. We'll admit, though, it' pretty buggy. There were a lot more bugs on a single-player game than I was truly anticipating. Really, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. A couple
0: well, there were just a couple moments where you know you would jump into a border or something like that, or try to you know do platforming aspects, you know, where you're going around to different locations trying to get to that next goal um, with that kind of puzzle type challenge, and yeah, it just there were a couple moments where you kind of fall through the the game map, or you would. Just, there were a couple times where... Uh, actually, there was that one time when the game just completely crashed and had to reboot the PS5. So overall, you enjoyed Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Bugs aside, it was a very enjoyable playing experience for me. It was unique because it's the first video game I've played that was really... A lot of their focus was about inclusivity, so people that were like... New video gamers or people that had some sort of disability could play the game and enjoy it just like any oh other really? person, could. Uh. which was actually really cool. I didn't even know um, quite why that came in there until, excuse me, until I started playing, because uh, my character was I, I was playing in the game and I got hit by like an enemy's like phaser bullet or whatever, and I'm like I didn't take any damage, and I realized that's for people that just want to have a very smooth easy experience playing the game not a whole lot of stress but you can go from literally the only way that your character can die in air quotes is if you fall off a platform or something like that you can play it without taking any physical damage oh really mm-hmm. that's interesting well that's cool that they have it that way yeah and then obviously like you know like what we like when we watch movies you can change the subtitle size you can change the uh, tinting, the gradient. So if you're, uh, I hate to say colorblind, if you have difficulty with vision, you can change that. So it's pretty
1: neat. Well, anyway, we actually ended up, oh, I no, Um, before I cut that
0: off, um, did you mention the haptic feedback? No, I did not. That's pretty spicy. So that was really a very unique, way to utilize a the controller because I remember when we would play like PlayStation games and there was the vibration function, like if something's coming towards you or that something dual shock technology. Dual shock technology. Um but I hadn't really played anything on the PlayStation 5 that took full advantage of that. And so like for the different weapons that you would use or if there were certain uh quick time events that you would use, there were different progressive loading on the trigger. Uh, for the controller. So, like, if you held it halfway, you know, you would aim your gun or you would do, like, a slow fire type deal. And then if you held it all the way down, it would throw a projectile or you would shoot the gun, you know, exponentially faster or it would do some sort of a different effect. So that was really cool. And having the controller actually give you, like, haptic, like, resistance. Like, if you were pulling the trigger for, like, one of the in-game weapons or something like that really really cool so overall my assessment i would recommend ratchet and clank Rift apart do be aware it's a brand new video game you might have a little bit of issues with it your mileage may vary but if you are interested in playing ratchet and clank rift apart i would recommend it
1: let's say would recommend speaking of would recommends on friday we ended up uh Actually celebrating Joshua's birthday, we went out to the local comedy club here in Tulsa. It's called the Looney Bin.
0: The Looney Bin.
1: The Looney Bin Comedy Club. I'm sure that if you live in Tulsa or the surrounding areas, you've heard their ads at one point or another. I think they run them once every 10 years. (laughs) Uh, Stop on by the Looney Bin Comedy Club. Uh, We actually saw Dale Jones. Yeah, that was a, a pleasant surprise for my birthday. Yeah, and for those of you guys who aren't really big into comedy, um, he was a semi-finalist on Season 6 of uh, Last Comic Standing. Uh, he's done a bunch of cruise ship work. Um, he won the Comedy 10K Laughlin Festival and San Diego Festivals. Um, he performed at uh, Just for Laughs in Chicago. He is... Wired tight, yeah. He is a machine gun comic, where it's a uh, constantly a character, constantly doing the jokes, a lot of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I thought I enjoyed it. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah, I for someone to be in character that length of time and be committed to it and have a very coherent, you know, bit or routine that you're doing. That was my first time actually at a comedy club. You know you'll watch specials on Netflix or whatnot, but to actually go and see it and support comedy in person, which I highly recommend if you're able to. I I just had a great time. I mean the MC was good, um, the uh, the introduction, the introductory act, and then Dale Jones was just it was it was a really good evening. Um, so yeah, highly highly recommend if Dale Jones is in the area, um, give him a shout, tell me sent you, and. Yeah, awesome. Awesome time. Looking forward to the next comedy club experience. Because who's next on the docket? You said that, was it Brian Callen, Brennan Shaw? Oh, no, no, it? no. That's way down the line. But oh, okay,
1: Joe Rogan's coming in December. Which, I mean, if he's in the area, I, uh, I reckon I'd probably go see him. Which, not to knock on Joe Rogan, uh, I don't mean this in any way, but he's been touring a lot with Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And I'd really like... Because they've been touring together. Right. So if I could catch a show with both of them, and I knew Dave was going to be, I mean, I'd buy tickets right now. The last comedy show I saw, though, was Brendan Shubb over in Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, shoot, that'll require its own little segment itself. (laughs) Well, let's have you move on into Saturday. Dude, the more I'm thinking about this list, you had a dang good birthday and birthday weekend. You had the whole weekend for you. Thursday to Sunday.
0: Anyway, moving into Saturday, what did you end up doing on that day? I was really fortunate. One of my very good friends, shout out to Matt, took me to Bramble, a local breakfast and early lunch or brunch restaurant over in Tulsa by the Pearl District. And let me tell you, I had a breakfast burrito that about had me asleep in the car. It was so good. I just wanted to stop and say, all right, I'm ready to just... Take a quick snooze and really enjoy this bad boy. They have a lot of unique spins on American diner style food. I got the breakfast burrito. Matt got Jamaican jerk hash browns with pulled pork as well. Um, Saw a couple ladies that had some latke potatoes with grits and fries. I mean, it's just super, super good. And their coffee was oh phenomenal. So, well, that's
1: good, man. I'm glad you had a great Sunday.
0: And if you're a mimosa person, yeah, th- they do the shambongs. That's their big claim mm-hmm. to fame.
1: Not,
0: uh, not my thing, but uh, it it looks actually pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. If you're into that, why is it not your thing? Did you not like champagne? Not actually, no. Really? I, I've never really been a champagne person. You never had any Dom Perignon? Hey, Team Welch is all day. Get me some of that sparkling grape. That's how I celebrate.
1: Yeah, so anyway, to finish off the week, how do we end up finishing off your birthday weekend? What do we do on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday.
0: Be there, be there, be there. So, Sunday, we went out to go do some long-distance driving at Golf Suites.
1: Yeah, oddly enough, I don't know if we'd call it long-distance. I can't hit a driver to save my life, but... Uh,
0: oh, come on. you You hit what 254 254 is not a great drive but then again i don't think those trackers are super accurate out there compared to the other times we've gone because there have been a couple where it's like yeah okay this one's going to mars it's going to catch up with elon whenever he launches but yeah 254 for not having golfed in quite a while it's pretty impressive i mean i wish i could hit that far I wish I was good at golf too. Yeah, I, I'm telling you,
1: man. I just uh I'm I'm it's one of those things where it's like I've played golf and I've tried to get good at golf, mm-hmm. but much like most people. That is one of those games where I'm like, okay, I can respect somebody who golfs professionally because consistency in the game of golf is nigh impossible. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Tiger did it for as long as he did Is phenomenal. It really is. Just to be consistent for that long. Yeah. There's something to be said
0: about that. Yeah, Tiger Phil. But it you're right, it's it's a perishable trait and it's a very fickle skill too. Either you're really good on your long game, you're off on your approach, you're good on your approach, you're off on your long. You're putting good, you're not putting for dough. It is so all over the place. I would like to be good at golf. I just don't quite have that kind of investment. So doing something like a golf suites is awesome because it's low stress, it's fun, and it's air conditioned. And they bring the alcohol to you. Yeah, that's
1: kind of nice. You don't have to drive to the alcohol. The alcohol comes to you. Yeah. Oddly enough that makes me feel a little bit better. I was looking at uh the interwebs here and uh Two hundred and eighty to three hundred and twenty is the average for the PGA Tour Pros. The average for a male is anywhere from one hundred and ninety five to two hundred and five yards with their drivers. Really? Yeah, so that does make me feel a little bit better about that. So you uh, are
0: above average.
1: At least in driving. Um <laughs> why can't I hit my driver further than my three would?
0: Oh, now you're going into the Google recommended questions. I know.
1: It's so good.
0: I hate it, though. It, it's actually it, it's funny when you hit that drop-down button and you see the response or the answer to it. And you want it to be something specific where it's like, why won't blank? And then you see the response and it's like, that's not, that's not the answer I want. I wanted it to tell me why my my lemonade tastes like limeade. Yeah, but then next
1: thing you know you're talking about, like, if you put lime, honey, cucumber, and cayenne pepper in your water, you can lose up to 20 pounds in six weeks. Oh, this is one of those totally an aside. But speaking of that topic, don't think that you can cheat on diets and make results, like, super fast. That's a huge pet peeve of mine, where it's, like, six-minute it's not going to happen. Yeah, you you can't, can't. You can't do abs you in six minutes. You can't Impossible. abs. Big old shout out to those Very something minimums, about Mary. Very minimum seven. Yeah, I mean, six minutes. No, you can't even break a sweat in six minutes. No. Um, but, yeah, it, it's one of those words like, don't cheat on your diet. And, if you're, I mean, if you're going to commit to doing a diet at least or like a workout, commit to doing it all the way through and not expecting results in an unrealistic amount of time. Because if whatever you do – or take does end up, like, getting the weight off, lose 10 pounds in two weeks. That weight's going to come back as soon as you get off that thing. So don't do it. Do it the right way. Don't cheat on it. Anyway, that's all I got. So I'm going to wrap it up. I
0: love you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, stay safe. Stay